Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. What purpose makes you happy? What about that purpose brings you joy? I'm going to share with you a story about a woman who has found that purpose for many, many years. And I think there's something about her that we can all learn from. Again, thank you so much for listening in, telling others about All That Matters with Jan Goldstein. And we've explored for 130 episodes a way to look at life just a little bit differently, a way to reframe what we're going through. Born out of the pandemic, this podcast uh, is making a difference from the emails that I receive and the messages that I receive. And that warms my heart. That's part of the purpose that makes me happy, I have to share with you. So check us out on Spotify and Apple and all over wherever in the world podcasts are discovered. And a special shout out to my friends in Poland. Thank you so much for your messages this week. And uh, so very grateful that this podcast is reaching you. I asked you, what purpose makes you happy? For one 103-year-old woman, that includes basketball. I may be an old nun, she says, but I know my hoops. I'm talking, of course, about Sister Jean. Sister Jean Dolores Schmidt's memoir has just been released in the last couple weeks, entitled Waking Up With Purpose, What I've Learned in My First 100 Years. You know, that's an incredible title, Waking Up With Purpose. Wouldn't each of us like that? Do we? I think sometimes we do wake up with purpose. How could we wake up maybe more often with purpose? Might be a question we ask ourselves. And how does a 103-year-old do it? You know, she's well-known to Chicagoans, better known, of course, as Sister Jean. Schmidt is a sister of the Charity of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And she is, for those who don't know, the chaplain for the Loyola Ramblers men's basketball team. This 103-year-old nun is credited with praying the Loyola men's basketball team to the 2018 Final Four. Now, if you don't know it, in the United States right now, it's what we call March Madness. That's where this NCAA, which is the National Collegiate uh, Basketball, well, not, Athletics Association, um, is holding its, every year, its annual um, tournament in which 64 teams from the top teams uh, of, of the country throughout the basketball season, which uh, runs a considerable number of months, both in the fall and the spring, um, here in, in the United States. That tournament is undergoing right now. They're uh, right now playing for what they call the Sweet 16. But Sister Jean has been following this tournament for many, many decades. 
and uh, she is right there as um, as a, almost a mascot for her Loyola team. Now, Jean Delore Schmidt, what I want to share with you is a little bit of her story. She was born uh, on August 21st, 1919. She was born in San Francisco and raised in the Eureka Valley neighborhood. And she first considered becoming a nun while she was in third grade. Imagine that. She was a student at St. Paul's High School, played on the girls' basketball team. And she graduated high school in 1937 and entered the Sisters of Charity of the Blessed Virgin Mary Convent in Iowa. In 41, by then a sister, she returned to teach in California, and she completed her B.A. at Mount St. Mary's College, um, which is now Mount St. Mary's University in L.A. in 49, and she got her M.A. at Loyola University of Los Angeles, now Loyola Marymount University. So here's what... Sister Jean said about her child, and I want you to think about when you may have gotten interested in sports or where something about sports spoke to you, if if at all. She says, when I was in elementary school, we didn't have any sports. Our school was new. We just didn't have any money for sports, either boys or girls. So when I got to high school, she says, I saw them playing basketball, and then the girls got an invitation asking if they wanted to play. Well, I wanted to do that right away. Isn't that incredible? So she knew Sister Jean, who would later become a nun, even before she became a nun, she was playing basketball. And something about the sport spoke to her. Now, is there a sport that speaks to you? Or is there a passion, whether it's sports or arts or whatever, whatever that thing is that spoke to you, did it speak to you as a child? ask myself i know in terms of acting and theater it spoke to me as a kid i saw my dad or a dad acting uh, up on stage i was exposed to theater at a very young age my mother took my sister and i to the champlain shakespeare festival and we saw all all of shakespeare uh, starting at a very tender age i think we were five or six when we first started going didn't understand it but it's it's the gestalt of the whole thing i think it it was the excitement of the whole experience and and something about it knit its way into my soul and that's where theater has remained ever since so a v very close connection for for sister jean it was basketball what was it for you or what is it for you do you remember something grabbing you as a child or as a teenager Um, I think this is a time when I'm talking about Sister Jean, I'm reconnecting to my own purpose and my own passions. So I love that about taking time to look at other people. And that's part of what we do on this podcast. Um, We we look at the good stuff in life and how to get the good stuff because we all deserve the good stuff, right? And my very first book was Life Can Be This Good. And I remember Elie Wiesel writing a blurb for me, the Nobel laureate, and how much it touched me because it said that this book showed people this could be, life can be this good. For somebody who had experienced the Holocaust, 
that was saying something to me, and that really touched me that he took the time to write that. Well, Sister Jean is another person who's showing us life can be this good when we find the purpose and the purpose that makes you happy. For her, she said, in 1994, after Loyola University absorbed Mundelaine College, she said, the president asked me to work with the men's and women's basketball teams just to encourage them to get better grades. Then I was asked to be the chaplain of the men's basketball team, and I said, I never did that, but I'll be glad to try. And so I've had it all these years now, and I've loved every team. Something about Sister Jean's response when she's asked to do something, to take on a new challenge, she said, I've never done that, but I'll be glad to try. How many of us respond to challenges like that? I know this this is something I need to be reminded of. I never did that, but I'll be glad to try. How many of you, like me sometimes, are making up excuses why I can't do that? No, I can't do that. Not realizing that maybe what you're being asked to do or try or being challenged to do may reveal a purpose. One of the purposes of your life that brings you joy. Well, that's exactly what it did for Sister Jean. And she was asked, how has being a nun impacted your basketball chaplaincy? She used to wear a habit and she'd never shot a basket because the article of clothing was confining when she was wearing her nun's habit. But she no longer wears a habit. And she answered, well, we started to change after Vatican II. And um, some of you may remember Vatican II was when changes were brought in to the Catholic Church. Certain things that had been um, literally gospel, literally uh, strict um, uh, regulations or certain certain um, rules within the church began to change at, at that, that time. Um, and that was under Pope John the 23rd. And it was a turning point for everybody in the church, she says, back in the 1960s. The Pope said we should dress more like our founders did in their time to be like society. So, she says, that meant we could go into contemporary clothes. It was a shock for everyone. We gave the sisters a choice. We said you could change or didn't have to change. I feel it was a good move because people felt freer to talk to us. And once again, I learned from Sister Jean's words. She said, we can change or we didn't have to change. That's a that's a statement that I think we could all ponder this week. We can change or we can choose not to change. There may be things about ourselves that are absolutely, we are so happy with, we are so connected with, we are we want to hold on to. And then there are things that we might want to change. And the choice is ours. And Sister Jean is reminding us, uh, choice is a very powerful thing. In in her case, she could choose to be uh, passionate about her role as a nun and passionate about her team as she has been for decades. And it's in that passion that one often finds one's purpose. And she has renewed her purpose year after year, season after season. 
Her actions have made her one to watch. The smile each game, the hug she gives to players and support, they all run over to her before their games. Give her a hug or she gives them a high five. 103. And she's still supporting her team. And the affection, her love for school, her love for the players, her love for basketball that she has professed. Make her the nun of basketball. Can you imagine? That nun in her wheelchair supports the team from the bench, and it's etched in the memory of every one of the young men who are part of a basketball team. And that stretches back decades and decades. Each and every one has a connection to Sister Jean. Think of the people who have a connection to you or that you have a connection to. What was it about them that gave you a sense of purpose or that you learned from in terms of someone's passion? Because other people's passion and other people's sense of purpose communicates with us, hooks into us. I see an artist connected. I am blown away. I see a teacher who teaches with passion, and I am blown away. It may not be something I know anything about, but I am blown away. Have you ever watched a TED Talk that suddenly just went, whoa, I hadn't even considered that. There are many places we see that each and every day. I see a bus driver who greets their her riders with and and or her school kids with joy every day and you think wow and i've heard uh, one recently say that's my purpose every morning to give the school kids a, a smile to let them know they have a day to learn all kinds of new things imagine the gift she gives each and every day so too sister jean has been giving gifts for years I think each of us might ask ourselves about our purpose or purposes. Is this a moment to believe in the impossible? She says part of her purpose is to waken us up to believing in the impossible at times, to encourage and cheer others, and to be part of a team. Could we find that purpose to waken up, to believe even in the impossible? to encourage and cheer others, to be part of a team. Who's your team? And what's your purpose? We, in this moment, are being called on to believe in something that we might not yet think is possible. And yet to cheer for the underdog, who might be us or someone we know, to believe, as Ted Lasso would urge, to to put that word believe in front of ourselves and to follow through even when believing defies belief. My friends, this is a time for cheering. Like Sister Jean, we cheer for our own purpose and to think it's a 103-year-old nun who has helped show us the way. Go, Sister Jean. And to each and every one of you, find your purpose.
and reconnect to its joy and its happiness. I toast the nun of basketball. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is all that matters.